Today on the Basketball Manitoba podcast, we have Xavier Smith. He's a graduate of Sisler High School and played collegiately at Lakeline Collegiate before transferring to Brandon University and finally the University of Manitoba. He played for the provincial team for three summers from 2002 to 2004. He later returned to his alma mater, the Manitoba Bisons, to be an assistant coach from 2019 to 2021. Upon ending his career with the Bisons in 2013, he played internationally at the FIBA 3x3 level and since 2012 has volunteered his time offering skill camps with community centers around the city. Additionally, he's been the Swish Basketball Program Coordinator. They offer free basketball drop-in experience for inner city youth throughout the summer months and will see its return this coming summer after a two-year pause during the pandemic. Xavier, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. So I was, uh, you know, this is one of those things I haven't actually brought it up recently, but since it's in your bio about the pandemic um, and the SWISH program and some of the work you've been doing in the community um, to see it come back, uh, that's pretty exciting. Because how long were you a coordinator with, with SWISH? Oh, man, 20. Yeah, I would say 2013, literally 2013, 2014 is when, um, yeah, they kind of handed me the keys and gave me the opportunity to uh, take control of the, the program and yeah. uh, we never look back. Yeah. It's been great. So up until pretty much 2020, like I guess the 20 you yeah, 20 summer, 2020 was the last one and, and it'll be coming back 2023. I yeah. Guess. You know, the summer of 2019 and we okay. were preparing the summer of 2020, but of course uh, I believe COVID started if I'm not mistaken in uh, March of 2020, yes. right? That's when kind of the lockdowns and everything kind of uh, took place. But uh, yeah, you know what? It was obviously an unfortunate and it's, it's an unfortunate thing for everyone, right? Across the world. But uh, to bring it back and have this opportunity to uh, see some of the kids and, and uh, give them that experience, um, mm. basketball life, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. So I'm, I'm yeah. pretty excited about that. Nice, nice. Because yeah, it's been like the kids haven't had it, but you haven't had it as well. And I know, I know, for people like yourselves, people like me, when you're doing um, basketball things and you're with the kids, it, you know, it makes you feel good too, right? So it's not like you're giving to the kids, but they're giving back to you with their energy and enthusiasm, right? One hundred percent. And uh, the joy, uh, I get the ultimate joy when I see the kids grow up, and uh, you see them now. The kids that first started in the program, they're adults. They're working. Yes. They're playing university ball, college ball. I absolutely love it. Right. Nice. So nice. That's the main goal of the program, right? Kind of introducing the game, right? And you know, developing um, a liking for it, which mm-hmm. eventually, hopefully, would lead to uh, love of the game and and take them uh, to places that they might have not thought they could have reached. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, have there have there actually been some guys who have played uh, played college like from the, the part of that switch program? Yeah. So you know what? This is actually really cool. So um, our first kind of like I would say our first five participants in Swish, uh, Zion, <laughs> Zion is is one of them. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I want to say with the first time I met him, he was like four four nine. Five okay. <laughs> I just you know you talk a lot of trash and things like yeah, that right yeah and you would like you push around kids and everything now this guy is like six four, <laughs> six, four long lanky right uh he's playing ball he's doing his thing 
Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he actually played a bit at Red River, which was actually okay. really cool, right? Yeah. And um, uh, we also had a, another kid, another participant, uh, Ben. He actually is playing pro in Vietnam. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Participants that actually, um, uh, uh, that we had uh, for the Swish program. And the first year he would come by and things like that. I actually know his, uh, his dad as well, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, nice. Before things started going to the the, uh, the program but uh we've had um uh, several kids that have tried out or you know uh, continue to stay involved in the game of uh, basketball when once they um uh, i would say graduate from um uh the swiss program yeah yeah, yeah. well it's, it's it's cool because you obviously like you know you have a passion there right like you had mentioned in your in your intro there like hey go into community centers i think you said offline before we press record that you know you did some stuff with the merc show up and they're like hey can you actually do programming you're like yeah absolutely and you just do that because you love working with the kids and, and providing that that experience for them to be able to play basketball but your story obviously you know you had your whole basketball story up to this point um was there a connection for you starting the game like uh that's similar to the connection you're providing now like essentially what i'm asking is you know what are your first memories of basketball who introduced you to the game um, where did that all start? So, you know what? Um, I, I have to thank my parents, right? <laughs> First and foremost, uh, my mom, especially she, uh, as a kid growing up, I was very, very energetic, right? A lot of, uh, I was always moving, always yeah. doing whatever, right? Uh, to a point where it was driving them crazy <laughs> um she was like we need to find something for this kid right to you know so he can use his energy right mm -hmm. uh, and that's when she signed me up for um uh, community basketball uh, with tyndall park okay yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this experience with that she signed me up um i believe if i'm not mistaken i was 11 uh which is actually uh, on a side note which is actually pretty old now to, yeah. you know, nowadays, sport, right? Nowadays, yeah. because, um, like, for example, my daughter, she's in um, mini ballers. Yes, right? yes, yes. She's two years old. Like, <laughs> well, when I was two years old, the sky's the limit. <laughs> right? But that was my, um, uh, the community basketball was my first physical experience playing in an actual game and meeting people that I would eventually, you know, call my teammates and things like that and, and you know, develop that friendship. But uh, my first kind of memory of basketball was actually watching the, um, I believe it or not, the 1993. Uh, Come on. I kid you not. Uh, that's like, that's Phoenix and Chicago, or 93 was it Phoenix, Chicago? Uh, you're absolutely right, uh, yeah. Charles Barkley versus yeah. Michael. <laughs> I, I just remember i remember uh you know paxton if i'm not mistaken hitting the shots to kind of help them out in game six or whatever the case may be but yeah. watching that with my dad and i was like man you know uh, what? this is cool this is cool so my 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 first experience my first kind of uh you know player that i looked up to and and wanted to be like uh and I, everyone i'm assuming was <laughs> michael jordan yes right it was mj of course, of course right of course. And then uh, from there, it kind of stemmed into Kobe, which is yeah. my my main guy. But uh, those are, that was my first memory, uh, watching that with my dad. Uh, my name, 
believe it or not. So Xavier, they got that from a player called Xavier McDaniels. I was going to say, but played in the Knicks for a while, played in the, for the Sonics for a while, I believe. So uh, I believe he was drafted late 80s uh, and then played throughout the 90s. And yeah, so he was kind of, I guess, you know, you can kind of say our game was similar, minus he was like 6'9". But yeah, yeah. <laughs> a rougher, you know, tougher kind of guy, right? That you know, I would consider myself a person that was like, you know, more defense, and that's how I would get my points and things like that, right? And that's how I'll get going, right, in the game. But yeah, uh, yeah you know, uh, eventually looking back, my <laughs> life was revolving all around basketball, so it was kind of it only made sense when I picked up a basketball and and enjoyed it right away and, and uh, developed um, a liking for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Tyndall Park. It's interesting because um, uh, I don't know if you knew this recently, the WNBA had its like 25th anniversary. And, uh, you know, there's so many players like I got interviewed, the founder, like one of the early guys. And I asked him that question. I was like, what does it feel like to know that like you because he fought like he tells the whole story, like he fought to get the league off the ground. Right. And people were like resisting. And now you're like, why would anyone resist a community? Right. But um, and I said, you know, how does it feel to know that, you know, your efforts have started the, the basketball careers of so many people that you don't even know? And he was just like, oh, man, he's like, that's unbelievable. And so I've interviewed so many people just like you. Was like, yeah, I started playing at Tyndall at Garden City or whatever. And it's just because of that one guy. I mean, and all his volunteers and all that stoop. But like, you know, it was very interesting to see the type of people who've got their start in that in that league. Um, but from that point, I mean, you're 11, you're playing at Tyndall. I don't know if you remember your coaches, but regardless of that like you you obviously kept playing ball so who were some of those early mentors like when did it start to be the, the point where like you had people kind of showing you like oh hey you know, you're pretty good or like you had those people guiding you and like hey you got to play for this team and they're like showing you how to play when did that take place and who were some of those people so uh for that very first team um uh, and growing up in the north end right it's uh, it's an, it's amazing amazing experience because it's so diverse Yes, yes. Huge, huge. I, I, find, I feel like that's a huge advantage for anyone, right? So my team, my first very, very first basketball team was very diverse, right? I was obviously the bigger guy, clumsier guy, whatever the case may be. I, can, I couldn't dribble, I couldn't shoot. And uh, some people actually would still say I can't shoot, but you know. <laughs> it comes and it goes. <laughs> um, my assistant coach actually um, uh, took notice of just um you know how much i like the game and wanted to get mm. better uh ken ken lozano okay shout out yeah yeah so um he was actually uh one of my first assistant coaches that would um you know continue to work with me and things like that right and you know, help me develop my skill and, and and things of that uh his his brother uh carlo also played with me on my first team and it is some of his family members as well but uh, connecting with him and his family, uh, they were huge, huge uh, in basketball. They they loved the game. They they knew all about it, and and um, and they kind of introduced me to that. Right. So um, they're Filipino um, family, uh, which is huge. Uh, the Filipino community. Uh, yes. Basketball is huge in that community, right? So that's what kind of got me going and, and kind of. Um, help me, you know, or introduce me to different people, different players to play yeah. against, you know, learn from. Right. But um, uh, yeah, I, I would say that was, that was kind of um, 
a boost that kind of get me in, involved in the game more so. Sure. So, so when did you start taking it seriously? You're 11, are you playing? When was it like you actually started getting good and you're like, okay, I'm actually not bad at this. Like, when did that all happen? Was it like later? Was it like the ninth grade or did it happen earlier? No, I would say it happened earlier. So um, uh, again, right, um, starting to like the sport, finding different gyms and things like that was my main priority when I was really young. I was like, man, you know, where can I, where can I shoot? You know, where can I learn how to uh, develop my skill? So my mom at the time, um, busy with work and things like that, she gave me a bus ticket uh, one day and she's like, hey, no, no, sorry, it was a bus pass. And she's like, yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, this will take you anywhere around the city, right? <laughs> uh, you know, just tell me the gym uh, that's open and I'll make sure that, you know, um, uh, you know, or make sure that once you get there, you just let me know somehow, right? Yeah. I think we were sharing a cell phone or something at the time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and that's what brought me to the YMCA. Uh, okay. Are we, are we talking downtown or? Down, downtown YMCA. Yes. That I believe every single person that yes. has pulled ball <laughs> the YMCA downtown at least once. Oh, yeah. That's especially where, back in the day, especially back in the day. It was, that was day. popping back then. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's when, um, oh my goodness, to, um, I would even say yourself, right? That's when I, that's when I started to uh, see players like you and um, I would say Isaac, Alden, mm -hmm. Irfan, yeah, Sue, yeah, Alden, yeah. right? The list goes on, right? To just name a few uh, players. And they were, even though you guys were a few years older than me, but, you know, you guys were already established and you guys already understood the game and, and, you know, and we're also in the, in the phase of training and, you know, in the stages mm -hmm. of training, trying to get better for the next year and maybe college and things like that. So that's, those are, uh, the YMCA downtown was um, uh, the full introduction of, uh, of basketball and, and kind of yeah. basketball community. Yes. And yes. Yeah, that's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, mm -hmm. and that's something that I would never, ever, um change yeah yeah well you know it's 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 uh kind of bittersweet man when i hear you say that because um some of the older guys like they're old guys to me and like i hear you say that is that doesn't like they they always just talk about bisonese like that's the old old guy spot and then there was like the downtown why became a spot right people would go play there and there's no like a spot now you know what i mean people have private runs you know there's leagues people play in a lot of leagues but man, those times when it's just like you just show up and you can be a guy like you kind of just like, well, I'm here all of a sudden. There's all these guys that like are older. Those days are kind of gone. And I mean, it's bittersweet. I mean, now everything's organized and it's all good. Um, I think that's part of the reason maybe why, again, like you're like, I'm going to go into this community center and just kind of give these guys a taste of what it looks like to see somebody who they would never actually see where you had that experience as a kid. Like you're young and you're going in, you know, and you're seeing people who are actually working on their game and stuff. And so it's eye opening. Right. But bittersweet hear you say that because as far as i know those spaces don't really exist anymore um yeah, no, yeah unfortunately yeah no i'm i'm absolutely with you on that it's uh you know i was actually because you know i still play i still play open gym and yeah. um i still like any chance i get right and i'm playing the U of w league as well as um the peg city league now yep yep uh after one of my u of w league games uh, I was, I was talking to one of my uh, teammates, I was, uh, Amrit, 
was yep. one of the yep. guys that I grew up with and still playing ball with for uh, 25 years plus now. For sure. But I was telling him how there was, there's almost a gap uh, of kids, like a generation that's missing, kind of disappeared. Yes. yes. And uh, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And how yeah. I, how I started to see that, like I started to see this as I, you know, continued playing, um, you know, the open runs and playing in these leagues, the summer leagues and the, the men's leagues now. Right. Um, there's kids that were really good in high school, but, you know, uh, couldn't quite make the, the university or college yeah. jump. Right. But they're really good high school players and they could have, you know, continued playing ball somewhere else. Right. Those guys disappeared. Yeah. Or even You're some right. of the guys that were okay university players that have now graduated and disappeared. You're so, right. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible. Right. And fortunate, but uh, I guess times have changed with the private programming, kids moving or leaving the cities and, you know, yeah, whole different story. But um at the end of the day, I, I, I still play against Souk. I still yeah. play. Against, <laughs> I was going to say. Right. I still play against those guys, which is beautiful. Right. But at the same time, it's, 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 um, uh, you question that, you know, why, why is this happening? You know, yeah. why, why is this? Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. No, that's totally it, man. I know I, I've, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. Again, like, I mean, cultures change, right. Things change. And so that's kind of to be expected. And, uh, um, but it's good on another note, it's good to hear. I was going to ask him, like, are you still playing? Like, are you still hooping? Are you still playing in the men's leagues and stuff? So it's, it's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah, the goal is to continue playing to until I'm at least 50. So okay. that's that until I'm at least 50 years old. Uh, now having, having um, two little ones, yep. I would love to see them. Right. Or love to get a chance to play against them. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. LeBron made this, you know, announcement that he wants to play with his son yeah. uh, and enter the league. So I, I thought that was actually pretty cool. And I'm like, hey, you know, yeah. I'm in the position where that could potentially happen, right? It, of course, if they, if they, you know, develop a, a love for the game and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, continue playing, right? But for sure, for sure. That's, that's kind of all the game plan, right? With the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope I hope you're I hope you've been uh, regularly emailing Graham Bodner, man, because that guy is uh, figuring out whatever the fountain of youth is, man. This guy's you know that longevity. You better be asking Sue, like, yo, what's what, what's good, man? Because those two, I mean, Ogo still runs, but Ogo's you know at the point where uh, hope, I hope Ogo's listening to this. Um, you know, he's starting to uh, starting to break down a little bit. I mean, I interviewed him. He was like, oh man, it takes me an entire half to warm up now, like before I would show up. And so Graham and Sue seem to kind of have that whatever it is figured out like they're both like 40 i think soup's like i don't know 45 or something and graham's 43 44 i don't know they're in their 40s and they're still playing so whatever they're doing man you got to get on that yeah absolutely <laughs> sure i actually still i in peg city i play with bodner oh, oh you're on the same squad oh, yeah you better be like bodner what's good man what are you doing i mean this guy's yeah. like benjamin button man guys no, reverse basketball career you know but um, but anyway, that's a whole tangent, man. I'm ha I'm happy to have the tangent, but you know, re realistically, man. So obviously, you know, you you are just taking it serious. YMCA. I mean, you mentioned some people there, some like legends in their own right in the in the community. Um, what? I know you played at Sisler. Uh, what was your high school career like, man? Because like I know, um, I don't know the the details of this, but I know you had some injury history, right? So like, 
you know, talk, talk about just, you know, your high school career. Um, you know, I know, uh, coach, coach Martin was, was you know, coach at Sisler. Um, yeah. Like t- tell us, you know, kind of how it progressed and, and kind of walk us through that. Cause again, I, I don't really know the full story. I just know X was a force and then you got injured and then that kind of slowed things down a little bit. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. So, um, again, no regrets. Uh, enjoyed every every moment um yeah Sisler in grade nine uh that was um, a different experience right <laughs> coming from Stanley Knowles usually in the area people go to Stanley Knowles and then from there they they move on to uh Sisler mm. uh I well during my era our era. <laughs> yeah 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 um no uh again right once I once I touched the ball and uh, once I found um, a place that I can consistently train and develop my skill, the YMCA downtown, it mm-hmm. would, it took off from there, right? Every day, every day, every chance I got, every open gym uh, that I found, um, we went out there um, uh, to, you know, to give a shout out. Uh, I haven't spoken to him or seen him in, in years now, but um, uh, one of my good friends at the time, Casey Batson, right? Okay. This, my would get together and uh, we would travel everywhere around Winnipeg, right? Trying to find an open gym and yeah. once we, we would play ball and everything like that. But um, uh, grade nine was um, a year uh, that I would say um, kind of, uh, I introduced myself to Winnipeg. Like everyone kind mm. of discovered who I was, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even before that, sorry to kind of take you back, but in grade eight, um, I was playing at the YMCA. Yeah. Uh, a few of us are shooting around a few of my friends. And, uh, this was during, I want to say it was a weekend, a Friday or Saturday. And it was during lunch, lunch hour. So between like 12, kind of one ish. And there was a kid that came in. Uh, with um, like a, a jersey, one of those, you know, solid colored jerseys, and it had a yeah. number. Back. Okay. And he started shooting, and we were like, hey, you know what's going on, right? And he's like, oh, you know, nothing. Um, I just came from uh, U of W. Uh, there was a uh, provincial tryouts, right? Mm. He didn't make it, unfortunately, but he's like, Hey, you know, you got, they're still having some tryouts. You guys should go out there and, and try and, 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 um, try out. And, um, I was like, yeah, you know, why not? Right. So, um, we went over there, we walked over there and the gym was packed. Right. Yeah. I had no idea about the provincials before that. No idea. Right. Um, gym was packed every kid different number parents yeah. there you know pictures being taken whatever right different coaches people playing ball on this side that side I was yeah. like, what is going on right so um I spoke to I can't remember what coach or, or what person but I spoke to someone and I, I asked him hey you know kid our trials so open can we try out can we play and uh they were like yeah you know but you, you know you need to register you need this and that, that. yeah so I mom and my mom was like yeah sure let's do it why not right so she came down and we were able to um i was able to try out wow and um 
and I guess turns out that I had a really good tournament. I guess I had a really good tryout and <laughs> the, the final cut. And, and that's when um, I met um, uh, Steve Tacky. Yeah. Right? yeah. Tacky. And um, that's when he was like, hey, you know, where did, where did you come from? <laughs> right? <laughs> Who are you? What's going on? Yeah. Right? So, uh, I, I, you know, I told him the story and, um, and he was like, wow, it's, it's crazy because we almost had an idea of, you know, uh, a tentative team that we kind of put together. Mm-hmm. And you, kind of, you, you change that. Yeah. Right. So from there, I ended up um, making the team. Right. And, um, and from there, we went to um, like my first tournament in the, in the US, was, went to Minnesota, Minneapolis. And we went in that tournament that had, I'm going to say 50 plus teams. And yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Playing with um, who was on my team at the time? Uh, BC Okamabua. <laughs> BC, yeah. Josh uh, Schober and um, yeah. <laughs> who else? You know, just, you know, a few of those guys to name a, yeah, to name a few. Yeah. I, I was the youngest player at the time, right? I was, it was great experience. Uh, I had to be, I think I was 13. Yeah, because that would have been like a, a U U fourteen type situation, right? Yeah. Or U yeah, and then the, sometimes they'll do like a U fourteen. Mostly it's U fifteen, but they'll have like every once in a while they have like the three teams a fourteen, a fifteen, and like a under seventeen. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. But that was um, so you know looking back, and I you know having these conversations with other other people in the um, in the in the past. If it wasn't for that one kid, <laughs> right, that came into the YMCA and started shooting, oh right, man, it, like who knows, who knows, yep. right? because yep. there it just um, it just kind of blew up, right, in, yep. in the positive way, right, exposure, this and that, come to this camp, come to that camp, come to you know, let's do this and that, right, and introduce and it introduced me to uh, an assortment of different coaches, different mm-hmm. ideas different people right it was i would whoever you are wherever you are <laughs> yeah right it's, it's, uh, it, it's just like opened up your world right like completely just blew it open absolutely it's yeah it's crazy um but no from there um yeah i just continued training building and uh i was at a stage where i would only play against people that were older than me. Yeah. Right. Because I found that I wasn't getting any better playing with people my age mm-hmm. uh, and to get better and, you know, to get better quicker, I would have to, you know, play someone that was more experienced and older than me. Yes. Right? Yes. So great nine was just um, a fun experience. So <laughs> the LeBron James of Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, um, uh, it was, it was good. Right. And, um, my coach at the time, um, uh, was Mr. Tynes, uh, coach Tynes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an amazing guy, uh, definitely, um, uh, affected, uh, my uh, basketball career as well as my personal, um, uh, career, uh, very positive. The mo- mm-hmm. in one of the positive ways, um, I was uh, I would say like you know going to 
going into high school, junior high, high school, right? I wasn't the greatest student, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, there was, um, you know, going into high school, you were kind of um, now given the opportunity to kind of choose different courses and things like that, or, you know, um, kind of, you had the opportunity now to direct your, your own path, like kind of mm -hmm. choose now, right? Um, so, you know, bio or chemistry or, you know, this and that, right? Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was a person, I was like, you know what, uh, I'm going to make the NBA or, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of it. So I don't really need that. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Um, Mr. Mr. Tynes was, um, uh, he, he saw that he saw, he saw that, um, that I wasn't putting the amount of effort I put in the game of basketball in, in school or, you know, in other things outside of basketball. And there was one day he took me aside and he said, Hey, um, if you want to continue playing this game that you, you enjoy, right? You're going to have to change your lifestyle outside of basketball, mm. right? You're going to have to focus on, you're going to have to focus on becoming a better student, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to focus on conducting yourself better and things of like that, right? So um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a long talk, you know, when it was, you know, one of those speeches or anything like that, it was just more like, you know, you have to get your act together, mm. right? Things, or, or these things could happen and you could be at a place where you no longer can play basketball anymore, right? Because of the things that you did in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I actually, I, I took that, I took that to heart and um, I kept that with me, right? And yeah. That that changed that changed me and my perspective of of not just a game of basketball, but yeah, outside of basketball and and um, that's what kept me that's what kept me going. So yeah, uh, yeah, it, uh, I still thank him till this till this day. Yeah, right? well, the fact that you remember the moment, you, it definitely stuck with you, right? The fact that you can even recalling it, like it's it was clearly like a pivotal moment, and that's that's why I always ask questions about the mentor, right? It's like who was who was someone because there's Anyone who's gotten to this point where I'm like interviewing on a podcast about basketball, you've definitely had some mentors that pointing you in the right direction because you and I both know many of people who, um, you know, had talent, but maybe they never got that talk or it never stuck. And as a result, they just went some other way and he's like, oh, whatever happened to that guy, you know? And so um, I love hearing those stories because there's so many lessons just in that story, right? Uh, and, and just how much it shapes your life for sure. It's crazy. Um, it only takes one moment, just like, oh, I mean, just, just like the, the guy walking into the gym, one moment, right? And like, it's all it takes. And so to be able to capture those moments and more important that you actually remember them is, is pretty special. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, yeah. And, and again, it's, it stems from this, it stems from this game, right? And I, I feel like if I didn't touch the bass, if I didn't touch a basketball, who knows where I would be right now, right? Who knows mm -hmm. if I working for where i'm working right now right yeah yeah it's all, it's all the connections that stem kind of from this right yeah. um you know something as simple as a, a sport you know just putting this ball in a hoop right can yeah. do something but um my friends my best great greatest friends uh, brothers i've met through this game and 
yeah, we still chat. Our kids play together now. And yeah, it's, um, it's an experience that will never be taken away. For right. Sure. And um, yeah, again, um, I, I love see like the joy that I've experienced and the people that I've met. I want other people, anyone, everyone to experience that kind of experience that I had that joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, you know, that's my reason for giving back. It's for right? sure. Absolutely. I love that, man. I love that. So, I mean, you mentioned that uh, that's such a, that's a great story, by the way, the parental team tryout it reminds me, I, uh, I was telling you offline, I interviewed, uh, got to interview Todd McCullough, which was like super cool. Um, do you know that speaking of a single experience, you've mentioned two in your, in your life that have kind of brought you to kind of steered you uh, in the right direction. He literally said something similar and I've had the same kind of experiences, but he, he went on to say that he went to one tournament. He was being recruited by like Manitoba, Winnipeg and like UND or something. And he went to one tournament because uh, and, and Klapik took him down uh, in Arizona. And then he had like 60 coaches call him from all division one schools from one tournament. Had he not gone to that one tournament? I mean, again, I don't know if he's ever the guy we know as Todd McCullough playing, getting dunked on by Shaq and all that stuff. So it's just interesting, man. Like, you know, these little moments um, kind of d- dictate the direction of our entire lives. So, so, I mean, in that same, in that same breath, I mean, I, I kind of want you to, to bring this up here because again, like you're talking grade eight, tons of success, your parental team, Things are going good, right? Um, I, I mentioned earlier, like I think, like I know you had some injury stuff, so maybe talk talk about um, maybe some of those struggles, right? Like again, clearly um, hurting yourself, uh, you can always find silver lining in things, but it clearly um, caused some um, some issues in your like basketball career, right? Because I think did you miss an entire year or something, or yeah, you were I banged did. up? Yeah, yeah. So tell us about like you know walk us through that. So you're in grade eight, grade nine. You said it was awesome. What, 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 what's the timeline on that? Just give us the, give us the rundown. So, yeah, I mean, um, I was, my skill was developing to the quickest, like it could, anyone's skill could ever be, right. Or be developing. And, um, so we, we actually won, um, we won provincials and everything in grade nine. Right. And, uh, we were on, we were on top cloud nine, right? Going into grade 10, uh, undefeated. Um, We ended up losing the cities. I remember this. We ended up losing to Daniel Mack, right? And um, uh, we kind of promised, kind of promised team that, you know, wouldn't happen again. And we went on a great run and, and, um, you know, uh, uh, coming closer to playoffs and, and, uh, and provincials and all of that. um, I remember, you know, the coaches and, you know, other players saying that, hey, there's someone similar in Winnipeg that's just like Xavier, right? Plays mm-hmm. just like him and kind of looks very similar to him, right? <laughs> if they ever were to meet, right, who knows what would happen? I think, you know, Xavier would meet his match or whatever. And uh, that turned out to be a uh, Searle uh, Indo. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Shout out, <laughs> on the shout field, out. Opposite, opposite side of, of Winnipeg, right? He <laughs> yeah. was in north and yeah, yeah. Uh, we ended up meeting in um and I'll never forget this meeting in the finals in um in grade 10, uh JH Bruns versus Sisler, and we ended up losing, right? It was a close game. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was at Dakota Collegiate. So 
their setup at the time was really nice. It was like yeah. they had the you know, older bleachers and it, it went up really high and the gym looked, you know, packed and, you know, filled and uh, it, was, it was very nice, very intense. But yeah, we ended up losing to uh, J.H. Bruns um, uh, in the in the finals. And that's kind of that's where, um, you know, you can say the, the torch of the, the LeBron James of, of Winnipeg, <laughs> whatever. Right. But uh, grade 11 uh, was definitely a different experience. Um, um, our team was it was OK. Right. We, we were a playoff team. I was playing with, um, you know, this, uh, I was, I would say the, you know, the second to um, uh, a player, Steve Olivier job that uh, mm-hmm. he was like the Allen Iverson, right. Mm-hmm. Aaron uh, player uh, in the NBA, but uh, we were okay. Right. We ended up making playoffs and, and um, eventually losing to um, Oak park in uh, uh, the first round, things of like that. And, um, you know, going into the next year, that's when it was like, I felt like I was going to take this league over and, mm-hmm. and solidify myself at the top and right. Yeah. And that's when, um, I think the first, our, our first tournament of the year, uh, grade 12, uh, we were playing against, uh, John Savay the Nick, Nick and Dan, the, oh twin. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, <laughs> great high school players, great high school careers. Oh I yeah. Mean, everyone knows about them. Oh, <laughs> everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. About them. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, five minutes in, right. Very early in the game, grab a rebound, land on someone's foot. And uh, it wasn't a roll. I landed on it. I landed on their foot uh, flat. Mm. Right. And that's when I was just like, oh, no, this is not good. Right. Kind of passed the ball, tried to jog it off, but found out I couldn't. Right. And I'm pouring sweat now. I'm like, oh, what's going on? You know, what, what's happening? Right. I never really had an injury like this. Sat out uh, or was subbed out and, you know, checked my ankle and kind of, right. But long story short, I ended up um, breaking the fifth metatarsal. Mm. So uh, the pinky. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of my right foot. Mm. From there, it was just, yeah, changed my, it changed my perspective, or I would say my career in the sense of my development was uh, a lot of focus was on uh, getting healthy and staying Mm -hmm. healthy. Right, mm-hmm. so it was, um, uh, the conditioning in different ways, as well as um, you know therapy, physio, mm-hmm. AT, athletic therapy, um, whatever the case may be. So that was that was a huge focus, right? Which I hated it because it kept me away from you know learning how to dribble more and doing different mm-hmm. moves, you know, learning how to shoot in, in this direction or you know these different things, right? developing a different skill in that, right. It, it, it took me off of the court. Right. So mm-hmm. that, that's what was really difficult. Right. And it's, it's of course difficult mentally as well. Right. As of course, physically as well, but uh, that's what kind of uh, changed my path in a different way. Right. But um, yeah, 
the, the, the high school, the high school career. And that's just, that's just kind of, you know, putting it in a shorter story, but of course, of course. But like, I mean, with that time, so like, did you not play like, did, like you're out for the rest of the year after that, or did you come back at all, like at the end of the season and just like play a couple of games or were you out for the entire year? So I missed the entire season and mm. uh, I came back in the playoffs. Okay. Playoffs, yeah, solid team. Uh, our team was amazing. Very strong. Came back. Um, oh, I remember I had, um, what was it? I had my ankle. I had my foot and my ankle taped twice. Had uh, an ankle brace on it. And I would tie my shoe the tightest. Yeah, yeah. Tied, right, to, to play this game. We, we played uh, Dakota first round. We ended up winning that game. And then we played um, uh, Nick and Dan. We played mm. Johnson. Ended up losing that game. And I believe yeah. if I'm mistaken, they ended up winning. Yeah, yeah, they won. They, they, who did they play? They, who uh, they played in the final. But yeah, they won it that year, I'm pretty sure. Or they won it the year before. I think they went back-to-back years. I think they won in grade 11 and didn't in grade 12, something like that. They won the next year. Yeah. Like, so they won Oh, yeah, they were young. Yeah, yeah, they were a year younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, so, good. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go I was, was going to say, like, so, like, yeah, obviously, like, you don't finish your career in high school the way you want it to finish it. Now, obviously, you know, we read in the bio, you end up obviously playing college, you play at U of M, but you kind of got to U of M, like, you went – the untraditional route, I should say, not to say other people haven't gone uh, the college route. Cause that's definitely have, I, I, I went to college as well, junior college and then transferred. Um, but you know, if you, if you were to, you know, project your, your, your kind of like, uh, your, your, uh, career backwards and think about where you were and like the development, um, that ankle probably played a, a huge, um, role in kind of sending you down that path. Right. And, you ended up going over to, to Lakeland um, and kind of almost reestablishing yourself. Um, you know, cause I remember uh, obviously you went to Lakeland then you go to Brandon. Um, and by the time you got there, you were like, you know, kind of back, you kind of not, not vanished is the right word, but you know, like you have to prove yourself again, right. You have to go back and be like, Hey, look, I can play and almost reestablish yourself. Cause I remember this. Right. And so maybe tell us a little bit about the, the, you know, how you ended up at Lakeland. Um, and then just the, the, the journey and the path you took to kind of, you know, get back to U of M and, and back to Manitoba and playing a uh, U sport basketball. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, after my, my senior year, you know, only playing, you know, four, that's, you know, three games in that tournament or whatever, um, or in that season, um, I had a few offers, uh, quite a few offers. There was a JUCO in um, uh, in the states. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was like somewhere like Utah or something, somewhere west, right? And then mm-hmm. you know, um, a few uh, places in North Dakota that were kind of just you know keeping an eye open, right, and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. UW, U of M, uh, a few other a few other colleges and, and things like that, but. Once they, you know, once that injury happened and they saw that and they noticed that, you know, I wasn't playing, kind of disappeared. Right? Mm. All, of these, all of these talks and coaches reaching out and things like that, letters and, right, they kind of disappeared. And from 
the beginning when um, you know I announced uh, that I uh, wasn't able to play uh, my senior year or, or the rest of it. Uh, Lakeland College actually had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know where they were. Uh, I didn't know who was can, who was uh, running it, who was a coach or anything at the time. Mm-hmm. But they they sent me they sent me a, a letter, and they it was the letter. Uh, they sent me a letter, and they reached out. and They're like, "Hey, you know, we know what's we know what's going on." We're still going to uh, stay in touch with you. And that was literally the only school that really stayed in touch with me. Like I was, like I was, you know, still playing and I was fully healthy and, you know, there was yep. nothing wrong. Right. That was the only school that actually stayed committed. So I, yeah, I took that personal. I, I love them for that. And I appreciate it by committing to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like just how they showed me commitment. So, and, um, and again, taking that path, I would take, I would change nothing. That was uh, an amazing experience. And uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, have one of the, uh, if not the greatest co- uh, collegiate college coach uh, in, in Canada, um, Phil Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he is now he is now um, no longer with us, but uh, that that man changed my life in in a positive way as well in in an amazing way that I can't thank him enough. Him and his family, and um, the school. Yeah. So I found yeah I I considered it. Um, uh, I owed them mm. right after. Uh, right after high school, right after graduation, I was like, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Lakeland is in Lloydminster. <laughs> okay. It's on the border of Saskatchewan and Alberta. <laughs> um, you were to kind of give you an idea of the city. It's like Brandon, Manitoba. It's like yeah, Brandon, yeah. Manitoba. Uh, there's, um, there's actually it's there's a lot of money around there because of the oil rigs and things like that at the mm-hmm. time. It was it was, um, it was a very um, uh, like you would have a lot of young people around there and things like that and people from Edmonton and Calgary going through yeah. that of, um, just the oil and 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 the the job opportunities out there. But very very comparable to Brandon. Okay, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was just a different world. Right, you had a lot of um, a lot of people from uh, outside of the city going to these these colleges and, or this college, and and um, you know I'm coming. I'm not saying Winnipeg is a big city, but I mean we're a city that's bigger than Lordminster. <laughs> yeah, right? and it's um, and uh, where these people are coming from, they're coming from communities that are five thousand people that they grew up yeah. with, right? age one to 18 they've only you know seen the 5,000 people or the 10,000 people right now mm-hmm. going to they consider that a big city and I'm like what is going on mm-hmm. I wouldn't again I wouldn't change uh, I wouldn't change that experience for uh, for anything um, but, uh, people the school how do you guys do do there though do you guys have like a pretty good team didn't you like what was yes. your, your... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, believe it or not, so that that first, so my first year, um, uh, 
so my that that summer it was like crazy, right? Condition. I had to get back, right? Mm-hmm. In the gym every day, whatever the case may be, right? Love it, love it. Still love of course. it. <laughs> yeah. Back on my feet, right? I had to get I had to get in shape. I had to get back on my feet and everything. Uh that year was um uh, definitely uh an eye-opener. It was it was crazy, right? Um I we had we had a lot of players on, on the team that should have been playing CIS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, something, something happened or, you know, school wasn't strong, whatever the case may be. But we had a, we had a university team, right? My mm-hmm. first year, right? Um, I put Mike Page, Michael Page. Uh, yeah. You guys are familiar with that. A, a player that played D1. And um, uh, had a similar uh, injury uh, uh, issues uh, in his career, which led him to Brandon. And then um, uh, from Brandon, he played at Lakeland. But uh, I was introduced to him yeah. and his, um, his friend and, my, uh, you know, our friend and colleague and uh, Tyrone, which is also, a, yeah. my God, beast. My yep. goodness. I believe you played against him, too. Oh, yeah, no, to- I know all these guys. Yeah, just beast yeah these guys are coming from california right these guys are coming from a a whole different environment and and they're playing at lakeland what's going on right and uh there was players from um uh, to put it to kind of give you a better idea after that team after that year um that team uh there was a, a player that went to there was a player that went to lethbridge uh, University of Lethbridge. There was another player that went to University of uh, Manitoba. Uh, there was another player that went to the University of uh, Saskatchewan, right? U of S. Mm-hmm. There's two mm-hmm. players from U of S from that team. Yeah. Uh, another player, and the list goes on. There was another player that went to U of R, right? It was just insane. Like right after that year, it was insane. Uh, that was. Uh, again, an eye opener, uh, and um, help me adjust and get myself ready and and build that experience for um, uh, for the next level. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no there's not much of a separation. Yeah, for sure. Much for sure. I, rem- I, rem- I remember those teams. Though. Like I remember, like that's load. Like yeah, loaded loaded squad, man. Absolutely. Like in Lakeland, it's funny because even after like. It, 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 it almost was like a spot for that though it was like it, it became a spot where like people would just go and like and have crazy teams and I remember like later on when I was coaching at CMU uh, they had another crazy team and they came out and they were playing U of M UW and stuff and they're like just as good and like then four or five of those guys are playing on UW and like U of M stuff so it was the same same kind of thing man that's the one thing about junior college is like again typically people you know, whether it be great, sometimes it's talent, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's like you, like I had an injury, man. Like it's not something I'm not good. I'm good. But you know, timing wise, things don't match up. So, but you were there for two years. Right. And then you spent, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. You did go to a year at Brandon and then you finished your final two at U of M. I know that, but you were, did do the one at Brandon, right? That's correct. Yeah. It was just the one there. Yeah. Yeah. But then after you, cause after your second year, so you had like, okay, I played these two years here. Um, did you know, like you want, you were trying to get back to this, like CIS, like what was your, what was your kind of pathway in your mind at the time? You're like, yo, I'm going to stay here for a little while. 
and make my way back home. Um, you know, what, what, what happened there? How'd you get to Brandon and, and then tell us, you know, how you transferred to, to U of M to kind of finish things off. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the Lakeland experience again, uh, amazing. And, um, it, it put me in, um, it gave me a, a better idea of how to play the game, right. Mm. How to use my skill, um, to, uh, take advantage of, um, I take advantage of, you know, uh, the game, right. And, mm -hmm. um, and be a huge factor, right. Uh, with that said, uh, after my first year, um, actually, uh, got a rookie of the year, right. Mm -hmm. In college. And, um, and we went, uh, we went to the playoffs. We ended up losing, uh, to, uh, Red Deer, uh, college, um, uh, our first year. After that, um, and it was pretty good, right? I would say, what I was like, I would say 13, 14, kind of average, right? Five, and six, right? It wasn't, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I ended up breaking my foot again. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, right? So uh, that same, that same foot, right? Uh, after, after the season, we're training, uh, we're working out, and we were playing. And um, one game, I just kind of crossed over and accelerated off the foot, and again, heard a crack. This one was, you know, a sharp pain that went all the way up to like mid, uh, uh, mid shin. Right? It was mm -hmm. never experienced. Right? But yeah, I ended up breaking my breaking my ankle so we're um. breaking my ankle and um what had happened was when i was healing from the healing process from my foot the scar tissue that developed in my foot from that um ended up uh, breaking right and spreading within the foot mm. right that would that would, um, uh, how can I explain it? That would lock my foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lock my foot in, in a place where uh, I would have to, like, to the point where I'd have to stop and, you know, kind of unlock it. Or I, I know mm -hmm. it sounds, we're talking about an ankle here. Yeah, yeah. But it was like it was limiting the mobility. So you have to, like, kind of, like, pop it out to get it moving again type thing. Exactly, right? Yeah, so yeah. It, it came to the point where um, I ended up getting, uh, two scopes actually yeah. on the right to kind of clean it up right so remove the scar tissue and um and and kind of clean it up to get that mobility back but uh yeah after my first year at lakeland um i ended up breaking my breaking my foot breaking my ankle mm -hmm. uh again <laughs> uh, i had to miss another i had to miss another season yeah and then my second year, um, my actual second year at Lakeland, uh, that's that was uh, again something different. Uh, and that's when I was like, no, this is enough, right? I can play at the higher level. I can I can take this. And yeah, I ended up getting second team, and um, we ended up going uh, deeper in the playoffs. We ended up losing in the conference. 
in the, in the conference finals. But uh, yeah, second team, um, all conference, right? All star, yeah. Things like you, you know, all those, all those good things, right? And that's when that's when I that's when I uh, understood and, and knew that I was ready for the next level and and I could contribute in 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 a huge way, right? Yeah. And Brandon, um, I thought was um, a team that had um, great history. Right when it came to winning, the type of players that they they had over there mm-hmm. and they used, right? It was just it was just different, right? It was different than UW, mm-hmm. UW mm-hmm. right? So that's what kind of attracted me over there, and um, that's when I uh, reached out to uh, there's uh, Adam Hartman, right? Mm-hmm. Chad Jacobson, right? Yeah. Those those guys I reached out and they kind of you know helped me out um mike rainbow as well uw coach now mm-hmm. uh, he was involved in um he was with brandon and he coached a few times as well right and um and yeah i came out uh they gave me uh they gave me a tryout they're like yeah you know uh, we have some spots open but you know there's there's a few other people that are interested right i was like yeah that's fine right and yeah, after the trial, it was just like, okay, you know, you can, you're you're on the team, right? Essentially, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, kind of. Uh, long story short, brought me to yeah. uh, Brandon, right? It was like, um, it was home away from home, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I wanted to uh, experience a different, uh, take a different path from again the the U of W and the U of M, right? And um, you know, they weren't showing as much love, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just, yeah. So I, again, a great experience, but that's what, that's what kind of brought me there. And Well, it's interesting, man, because like you end up at Brandon and see now I'm my, I'm my, I'm getting all fuzzy now. Cause I'm like, wait, did I play at the same time? But I think I was done. But the one thing I remember is that at Brandon, interest, interest, interestingly enough, they, like you were kind of like playing like pseudo point guard a lot of times. Like you were, you were kind of a do everything there. I remember specifically, um, you know, handling the ball, guarding people. I mean, you always, that's kind of what your game was, but it was cool to see that you were doing that at that the next level. Right. Um, it wasn't like, you know, college, you're fine, but you can still do this at this level as well. Um, and then, so again, this is where I get real fuzzy with you. It's like, I don't remember this, but you're at Brandon. So did you just transfer out? Like you sat out the year and then you went to U of M, right? Was it a straight one year sit out then transfer? No, no, this is yeah, you got yeah. So fill this in because I don't I'm like I'm like fuzzy. I'm like, what happened? Like, did you stop playing for a while? Give 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 us this give us the short version of this, man. Cause like I'm I'm like for me, I'm like I, for, I forgot this part. So I remember you at Brandon and I don't remember what how you got the event. So um uh Brandon was a little it was a little unique, right? I enjoyed myself and I actually wanted to continue mm-hmm. playing in Brandon, but uh they were going through a whole revamp, right? Of the mm-hmm. Just a, not just a program, right? But uh, just um, they were focusing on building the new the new gym. The gym. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah. So they were actually in the in the process of that, right? So, um, um, and er- everyone understands, you know, there has to be some cuts and things like that, mm-hmm. and those scholarships, 
um, mm. and money towards uh, tuition or whatever the case may be mm. was reduced or cut, right? Uh, there were some firings as well and, and things of like that, but that's what kind of steered me away from uh, Brandon, right? It was Got like, it. May not be the greatest um, spot for me right now. Mm-hmm. They're the, the situation that they're in right now, right? And um, uh, that's what kind of um, you know brought me to speaking with uh, Mr. Uh, Kirby Shep, Coach Shep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Him and I would um, uh, talk and start developing uh, more of a uh, deeper relationship. Right. Of course, I've, I've known him since I was uh, younger as well, but mm-hmm. that's what kind of gave me the idea of that. But before actually playing for U of M, another setback. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I ended up um, uh, tearing my MCL. Mm. So that's that's where I had to uh, miss a year. OK, yeah, 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 yeah. Or I was able to actually play for you. So you said it was a two-year hiatus then from the game. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's crazy. Because then, but you you finished off your career. Because like I'm yeah. I'm trying to think. Like so, you you essentially missed th- three years. So like high school graduate. Well, if you count the missed year you missed in high school as well, but you missed a year at Lakeland, and then two in your two years after that, the transfer year, and then an injury essentially. Injury and then yeah and then oh, four is it four or three I'm, I'm so you one one at four yeah four, man yeah but college career right yes Myth. yes wow. that's crazy you, you know what's what it's crazy about though like just like hearing the story and like um you know we start off hey I'm in the gym I'm doing all this stuff it's like you still love basketball man it's like and I know people who have had these type of injuries and they just they just quit. I'm done, man. I can't, like, I can't keep hurting myself. And you kept playing. And to the point of now, like, you're helping other people kind of, like, you know, live out their dream or just enjoy the game, right? That's 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 big, man. Like, it shows how much you desire to have a passion and a desire to, like, stay in the game, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, 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 again, the, the connections, it's all about the connections. And um, yeah. this, how, you know, this sport changed my life and um, and put me in this direction that I'm uh, in and heading towards uh, sure. in the future. It's, yeah, sure. it's something that I'll never change ever. Yeah, 100%, man. Like they say, uh, uh, ball is life, man. That's the, that, the, I think there's a, there's a reason why that exists for basketball, man. Cause like you, people just take it on. It's like, yo, man, like, yeah, there's other things in my life, but man, do I love this game, man. Am I, you know, like my friends, family, like, it's my pastime. It's my entertainment. It's like everything, you know, and, and uh, there's just so much we can pull, pull from it um, completely. Like, look, man, I'm like, I'm, Hey, I'm living the same life as you, man. I'm doing a, a basketball podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I get it. Um, what, so we, we do, we are going to come uh, uh, wrap it up real quick, but I just have a couple more questions for you. So these are going to be kind of like the um, not quick hitting, but just direct questions. So it's two questions. First one is, is what is your most memorable basketball moment? So now I say this, it could be something like a talk you have with someone. It could be a moment in a game. It could be a moment on the bus, man. It could be a moment just related to basketball. Um, so what, what is that 
do you have a moment that stands out for you as, as kind of like your most memorable moment? Whew, that's tough. I, yeah. I'm going to sum it up. I'm going to sum it up with this. Um, okay. My, my, my group of friends right now, uh, mm. the people that consider my, my, my brothers, my family uh, until the day I die. I met them all in different ways in different, um, uh, in different uh, areas of life, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. Uh, John Cadet, right? The guy, I play, he's from the east of Winnipeg, played Miles Mack. Long story short, uh, when I was playing in Stanley Knowles, at Stanley Knowles and he was playing, um, I believe it was Chief Peguis, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Tournament uh, at Chief Peguis. And both of our teams... Uh, his team, my team, we enter the gym and we're the biggest, tallest black kids on the team. Mm-hmm. Right. So we looked at each other and we're like, Hey, we're probably going to guard each other. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're probably going to guard each other. And so you know, might as well, you know, introduce our, introduce ourselves. Right. And, um, and from there, right now our kids play together. Right. That's how That's I met John. Abraham, Abraham Daniels, that guy I've known since I was forever, right? Yep. One of my one of my first friends. And um, uh, you know, him and I again, right? YMCA. <laughs> yeah. You can't go wrong. Craig Penniston, the same thing. Yeah. Right. Um, these guys uh, are still in my life and have changed my life in 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 a positive way because. They're all doing amazing things, positive things um, in their own right. And they're people that look like me, right? And we all have similar backgrounds, but different at the same time, mm-hmm. right? I, I look at that and I appreciate that so much. And um, that's, that's an experience and that's something that mm. I can't, I can't take. So that's, you know, just the I name love of that. I love that. So I love that. Guys, yeah, it's just, yeah. No, it's great, man. I've never heard anyone uh, go that way. That's great, man. That's, that's, that's perfect. Okay. You got to get me one for this one. So funniest basketball story <laughs> that we can tell on the air, man. The, crazy. <laughs> Oh man, it's um, in game, uh, in the locker room. Some, uh, you got anything? So, man, it's why well, I, I mean, um, in the crowd, there's a couple girls, and they're like, Oh, you know, you know, look at this, this is a great Xavier and everything, right? And you know, I'm like, Okay, you know, this they show them why you know, why people are talking about me and things like that. And <laughs> so, like, you know, a play later or something like that, I you know, crossed over or whatever, and then, you know, tried to pull up and it was like air, complete air, no rim or anything. I was like, oh, you know, shoot. (laughs) Good, right? Um, That's when I was really young, but. Just super embarrassed at the time though. (laughs) I I would say um, there was a time, there's, um, actually this happened a couple of times, but then it was just, there was one game where I had to use a washroom really bad. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the Paul Pierce thing, right? Fake the injury and like, you have to get off and everything, right? Yeah. But uh, I had to, like, I it was almost like I took a knee and I had to ask the coach to, uh, hey, you know, call a timeout. This is not good, right? So, 
and then you went to the washroom. I uh, like sprinted and people are able to going on, right? But uh, oh. I, uh, I wouldn't say, you know, anything crazy. When I was really yeah. young, my teammate and I, I think we scored our own basket. This is when I was. Yeah. The, go, right? so. That's a classic one. That's a classic one. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like th- these, these questions, sometimes people have like exact stories. Other times people are just like, ah, you know what, man, I don't know. Like sometimes these are, these are tough questions. Uh, Cause if you ask me now, I couldn't answer that question. So I don't know why I ask it. Like I could not answer that. Those two questions. I don't know, man. Um, all right. Last one here. Um, this one here is about swish. So, I mean, really, I want, what I want you to do here is kind of speak to the importance of kind of giving back and, and you've said it in so many words, but now you can just say it directly. It's like, you know, the importance of giving back to the community through programs like swish or like the, you know, the work that you're doing in the Merck or just volunteering. Uh, and that impact it has on the young people, uh, people in their city or people who may not have exposure to, uh, you know, basketball players or basketball programs. Yeah. You know what? Swish, Swish is just like what we spoke about earlier. It's just like the YMCA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right. Not the YMCA itself, but the experience. Right. And the connection that we were able to build when we were young. And um, uh, not just the game of basketball, but in just the friendships, the, um, um, the connections that you're able to uh, build, the networking, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So uh, Swish is an outdoor program, right? An outdoor open gym. It's free for all kids from all over, right? The main focus is the inner city. But again, it's free and it's for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But we want to give back in that way right? Uh, develop a love for the game, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be forced into it. We don't want to force anyone into it. We want to kind of give them that, uh, just that opportunity. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, there's a gym, right? Uh, it's outdoor, which is different than a lot of programs, right? A lot of programs mm-hmm. in the gym, it's indoor. Mm-hmm. Experience, right, that I had, again, going to Stanley Knowles, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember the bell rang, we would, kids would be sprinting, to the outdoor court, <laughs> right? Trying to, get, trying to get first game, right? Yeah. And um, and for some reason, the you know during recess, the fifteen minutes felt like it was an hour, right? <laughs> yeah. You find out, you know, later on, you're like, wow, it was only fifteen minutes, really? Yeah, yeah. But um, developing a love for the game, uh, you know, a liking for the game, right? Um, in uh, you know, in your own kind of um, uh, time frame, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is so important uh, to not just the um, uh, community, but, you know, the people that are within that community, right? Mm-hmm. It, uh, and, and like we see it now, it's, it's helped a lot of kids and we've seen kids uh, now adults um, continue, um, you know, being involved in the game of basketball and, and giving back as well. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, I can't say, I can't say enough about this program and, and the positives about it. Um, mm-hmm. Every summer, right. Uh, Swish is um, uh, uh, supervised, um, uh, supervised hoops, right. For the, yep. for the inner, right. Yep. It's, it's a, uh, it's a program that uh, I love, I'm very passionate about. And um, I love seeing the kids uh, grow into it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm sorry. No. Trailing off, but then No, no, it's all good. It's all good, man. Again, I think we you know we started with it and I thought it would be a nice way to finish. Um 
and again, I think it, I think it really is a reflection of, of kind of like your career um, to a certain extent, right? Like you can see the passion and, and desire that you put into the game. And like I said, man, like, you know, people would have quit after the amount of injuries you you've had, they wouldn't have, they would have never played, continue to, I want to play all, they would have never done that, man. But again, you have a love for the game and you want to see other people, um, you know, you want to give them the taste to see if they could develop that same love for the game. Right. And I think that's what the program stands for for you. It's kind of that expression of, of basketball, the way you experience, and you said this, the way you experience the game, you want to see if other people can have that same experience because you, you love it. And then lastly, man, it's like, what I ask you what your most memorable moment is like, my lifelong friends and so you know if you can even provide one kid that opportunity through this program and that's a win but you've probably done it for you know i don't know how many hundreds been around for a long time now so happy to hear that it's back um more importantly happy to hear that you have uh you're going to be around because you're just playing till you're 50 man then you, you better be you know still helping helping the kids out man you'll be bringing your kids out to the program and stuff so um bex man i appreciate you taking the time uh to just chop it up and, and share your story um it's uh, it means a lot. I mean, like I said, you know, I'm interviewing Todd McCullough. I'm interviewing all sorts of people because the community of basketball, like in Manitoba, is small, but um, we're a strong community, right? And you're a representation of that through your experience, connection with with you know all the universities and just with the kids, man. And this Swish program is big, so I, I want to thank you for taking the time, man. Um, but uh, we got we got to wrap it up. <laughs> thank you, and uh, again, a shout out. There's there's so many people um, I have to thank and and um, and thank and that I haven't mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Coach, right? Uh, again, Coach Times, uh, who's no longer with us, and um, everyone, right? Yeah. Thank you, everyone, right? If I haven't mentioned you, don't take it personal, right? <laughs> yeah. I love everyone, uh, and thank you for this opportunity, Darcy. Thank you. Uh, absolutely, man. Appreciate you. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share this series and reach out to us with your comments on the show. Thanks again for joining us.